The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Of all the sounds you'll hear this summer... This might be your new favorite. They're blending up the new chocolate chip iced cap at Tim Hortons. Real chocolate chips blended into an iced cap for a sweet summer treat. It's Tim Hortons' frozen take on a cappuccino. And it just might be the best sound of summer. Hurry into Tim Hortons for the new chocolate chip iced cap. Limited time at participating restaurants. Welcome everyone to episode 217 of the NBA podcast. I'm Brian Toporek and today we have reached the end of the regular season. So we're going to give our playoff preview for the first round of the se- uh, every series and then we're also going to go through our predictions for the rest of the playoffs and we'll also talk about Black Thursday which was surprisingly dark for a couple teams out west. Before we get into all of that a reminder that you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA pod in our bio you can find our Twitter handles so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes so please subscribe download leave some five-star reviews. We're now being hosted on Spreaker so check them out on Twitter at Spreaker. Joining me today, as always, is my very stable genius of a co-host, Morton Jensen. How's it going, Mort? Now that the regular season is over, I'm doing very well, Brian, because <laughs> these last couple weeks, they were they they were a challenge. I mean, I gotta be honest with you, that was just a horrible brand of basketball played really throughout the course of the league. Like the entirety of it. It was just bad. You didn't enjoy that excellent Bulls Sixers game at the end of the regular season when the Bulls when the Sixers like benched their entire starting lineup. It was really good. I, I did enjoy you know Jakar Samson coming out of nowhere <laughs> doing weird stuff, but no, I mean, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm glad you. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the Bulls. The Bulls are actually the perfect example of yeah. just how bad the final couple of weeks were. They were <laughs> they were literally literally playing a G League squad. Like yeah. I, I'm not even I, I'm not even using that as a way of exaggerating the roster. Like literally a G League team. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean they they were playing Jakar Sampson, who was last relevant with the Process Sixers, which was fantastic. It made me very happy to see him and TLC. It was a a nice homecoming for my my former Sixers <laughs> back in the good old days when I actually liked watching the team. Um, congratulations, by the way. We won't get into it until it's official, but. Uh, are you excited for three more years of Jim Boylan? Thank you, Brian. That was, <laughs> that was kind. Good, good. Yeah. That, uh, no, <laughs> look, I mean, uh, I, so so there's a couple ways to, to really look at this. I'm not going to go into it <clears throat> all that much, but it, it's it's also unfair to any coach, regardless of, you know, who he is or, or what kind of caliber you think he is. It's unfair to a coach to go into a season with him just being like a lame dog and, you know, being being the ultimately lowest paid head coach in the league at 1.6 million. Like that was mm-hmm. that was, you know, him coming in. So I understand what they're doing. I probably wouldn't have thrown on additional years. I would just have given him a significant raise for next sure. year if you're keeping him uh, on keeping him on. But it's the timing that's really, you know, worrying because if Luke Walton becomes available, yeah, which at some point you you'd have to assume that he does, right? Mm. 
like why lock yourselves up with with Boylan if you can have Luke Walton, who just like I, I don't understand like the whole idea of potentially wasting a year, a, de- a very essential development year of like Levine, Markkinen, Wendell Carter, etc., for a guy who very likely is not going to be there long term. Well, you could always wait until after the lottery as well and then see how that shakes out because if they get Zion, that changes the whole trajectory of the franchise. Or you could do what the Grizzlies did and fire their coach right after he conducted exit interviews with everyone. Yeah, that was classy. That was <laughs> yeah. real classy. Wow. Yeah. We'll, so. <laughs> we'll get into that. Uh, but yeah. first, let's, let's hit the playoffs first. They start Saturday. We're just going to work down... The list. We'll start the Eastern Conference and go to the West. Um, some of these series, there is not all that much to say. Full disclosure. Like <laughs> some of these series are going to be over very quickly. So if we don't yeah. speak all that much about your team, that's because your team is too good, and you're going to or too bad or too bad. Yeah, and we'll either talk about your team in the next round a lot more, or we'll give them a nice send off and buy Felicia in a couple weeks. Uh, right. So let's start <laughs> with that in mind. Let's start with the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Detroit Pistons. Okay, so I'm almost, almost happy, Brian, that, that there are a couple injuries in, in Milwaukee for this series. Because <laughs> it, it would it at least levels the playing field somewhat. It's still going to be a slaughter, right? but it's not going to be... Like, instead of winning by 45 a game... Yeah. You're, you're going to win by 30. Maybe. <laughs> right. that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> o- well, obvious exaggeration here, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Blake Griffin's banged up. His left, We don't know the status of his left knee. We, we assume he will try to gut it out, but he has very much been hobbled in recent weeks, which not that I would have given the Pistons a chance in this series anyway, but that's it. Like, I mean, I would be shocked if this isn't a sweep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I mean, look, it, it, the Bucks have won sixty games. They have the best player in the league. Uh, you know, a, a, a superbly effective defense, an offense that's tailored around a couple of guys. It's just they, they're hitting on all cylinders. And Detroit have just been, to their credit, Detroit has been trucking along and they've, they've done well when they've been healthy. But even fully healthy, they just haven't been able to break through in the same manner of the Bucks and. To be frank, they need shooters. They need playmakers. It, it's just, it's just not a good fit. It's not a good matchup. And and I think you're fighting for eighth. I get it. They went all in on Blake. That's what you what you're supposed to do. You know, Andre Drummond is in, in his is in his prime. You have mm-hmm. Reggie Jackson also in his prime. I get it. You're going for it. But I mean, look, kudos to to Detroit if this is a five game series. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, also, Drummond has been... This is his best season, I think, by far. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, shout-out to that. Shout-out to Reggie Jackson, who's bounced back very quietly. I know, you know, he had a couple of injury-ravaged seasons, and he kind of fell out of favor with Pistons fans. But, you know, he's been he's been fine this year. It's like he's yeah doing what, you know... Much better than he has in years past, at least. Um, that said, this is like the worst possible matchup for the Pistons because I mean the way you attack Milwaukee, ideally is you know they they drop Brook Lopez in zone coverage and they're daring centers to shoot. Drummond mm. has like dabbled a little bit in three pointers this year. He's taken thirty eight. <laughs> He's hit five, but 
if you take the bait there, you're playing right into Milwaukee's hands. Like the the Pistons don't have the stretch five they need to really punish the Bucks for playing that way. So between that and and uh, Blake Griffin's knee, it's like I don't know. I just don't think there's that much to say about the series. It's over in four. The Pistons deserve credit for stumbling their way into the playoffs. Like someone had to do it. I, I, it was them. That's great. They can look forward to hopefully building upon this next year. But this one, yeah. this is going to be the biggest route in the first round, I think. Is it fair to say that even though it's a playoff series, like Pistons fans should just still look for additional like development minutes for Luke Kennard? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> honestly, like the Bucks should not play anyone more than thirty minutes a game. Like, right. it's going to give them a huge advantage going into the second round because they're going to be, A, I mean, they're going to be well-rested because they're going to sweep the Pistons, and B, they shouldn't have to play Giannis, like, 40 minutes a game. Save him for later rounds when you're going to need him to do that. Right. So when, <laughs> not even if, but when the Bucks go fishing. Yeah. For, you, for you a bias the Pistons? Lead. The Pistons go Oh, fishing. sorry, yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> the like, Pistons. Wow. The Bucks are going to, it's going to be. Yeah, no, no, no. No, oh, they're only gonna they're gonna go fishing after they win the championship. Right. Like they're just gonna take like an actual fishing trip. But like <laughs> right. the Pistons, obviously. Yeah. Like we should get Duncan Smith on and just have him cry for forty five minutes. I don't even think he will. I think he's like, this is as successful as you could have hoped for. Looking at you know the Pistons really struggle down the stretch and like the fact they they made it in, good for them. Like that's that's a win for them. All right, fair. We'll take the high road then. Yeah. All right, yeah. All right, so let's just move to Toronto, Orlando. Um, and before we do, I should mention that I have a preview going up tomorrow at the Basketball Writers about the Raptors and kind of their whole, like, the playoff narrative surrounding them. Um, you know, because the last two years, they were very successful in the regular season and then completely crapped the bed when they got to the playoffs, got swept out by LeBron James and the Cavaliers in the second round both times, caused them to overhaul their their roster completely, fire Dwayne Casey, bring in Nick Nurse. So I kind of looked at, like, whether this is the year that we actually, you know, I remember you and I both last year, we bought into the Raptors, and they, yeah. you know, we, we got some egg on our face. So is it time to revisit that well? You can find my piece at, at the Basketball Writers. And speaking of them... Uh, mm-hmm. Are you tired of clickbait ads, pop-up videos, talking head hyperbole, big market bias, and data selling? Are you tired of soap operas, wild speculation, and unnamed sources? Tired of padding the stats of CEOs and shareholders while your favorite content creators get paid pennies for their work? At bballwriters.com, they are too. That's why they created the basketball writers. At bballwriters.com, they concentrate on just the game and everything they love about it. NBA, WNBA, EuroLeague, fantasy basketball by yours truly and many more corners of the Hoops universe. All in one place on a blazingly fast, clean site that lets you choose which writer to directly support while still enjoying all of the content from our whole team. You could support me, Mort also chips in on the site, you could support him, or you could support everyone on the site. So elevate the conversation, elevate the game. We'll see you at bballwriters.com, and don't forget to enter the code the NBA Pod. that is the NBA Pod for 10% off your annual, monthly, or daily subscription. There you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> that was a nice one. That's what, Thank you. You know what? Look, I, I wish I had, like, a party sound because this is our <laughs> first live read. Yeah, yeah. 
You know, so we, yeah, we'll, we'll be plugging TBW uh, throughout the playoffs, hopefully, because I'll be writing there a lot about the playoffs. You can find some sad Sixers coverage there in a couple weeks, most likely, and more will be chipping in there, too. Um, but yeah, check out my Raptors piece there and enter the code, the NBA pod, you get 10% off, which is great. So more I'm back on the Raptors bandwagon. I don't know if I mm. should be, but especially against what? the magic, I mean like, well, why not? DeRozan isn't there anymore. <laughs> I know. Uh, we'll talk about the Spurs. Don't worry. But I think they're kind of like, they've just fallen kind of under the radar because of like, you know, they, the load management with Kawhi for a lot of the season. Kyle Lowry missed a, a few games, I think like 17 or so. Um, and the whole like discontent, the discontent with him and being mad that DeMar DeRozan, or yeah, DeMar DeRozan got chipped off. Yeah. You know, Pascal Siakam has been like NBA Twitter's crush this year because he looks like the most approved player. Orlando has been good. They've been especially frisky since the All-Star break, have a good defense. Steve Clifford's done a great job with them. I just don't think they have the firepower to keep up with Toronto in this series. I mean, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but like, yeah, obviously. I mean, look, Vooch is having a career year, uh, twenty-one and twelve. Like, kudos. Mm-hmm. Generally, he's just, he's he's been he's been awesome. But Aaron Gordon, like we've we've been talking about him so so much on this podcast, like. He is the one that sh- who should be making this team go. Yeah, like he's seven is you know seven and a half rebounds, a little under four assists, and sixteen points a game. Yeah, not highly efficient. I mean, this this guy really should be an NBA All Star. He should be getting to the line a ton, like a legit two way player who's you know a actually on the bubble every year for All NBA because the mm-hmm. talent level is there, and. It, it the the only thing that kind of keeps me interested in this series is whether or not you know Aaron Gordon has a playoff gear. That's what yeah. I'll be looking for. If he has a playoff gear, like that, just that that undoes so much of the bad stuff. Like that just that turns him into something of significance. So that's what I'm going to be looking at. But like, what can they do with the death of of Toronto? I mean, I look, Toronto can go if you really think about. It, they can go like 11, 12 deep. Yeah. Orlando. Like what? Seven deep? <laughs> you don't have faith in Michael Carter Williams? No, I, not not <laughs> not this year. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not rookie of the year Michael Carter Williams form yet. Right. So no, no, you're right. I mean, they have their starting five. They have Terrence Ross and they have Ken Birch, and that's that is the extent of the guys I have faith in in the playoffs. And that right. even Ken Birch is a stretch. Like they they really might have a six or seven man rotation. And the problem is they just don't have a matchup advantage in this series. Like, Kyle Lowry is going to destroy DJ Augustine. Aaron mm-hmm. Gordon is a really, like, versatile, flexible forward, but he's also going against Kawhi Leonard and Pascal Siakam. You know, Jonathan right. Isaac, same deal. Evan Fournier, I don't think he's a huge advantage over Danny Green. Vooch, in theory, is their, you know, he is their best player this season, but the combination of Ibaka and Gasol that's going to wipe him out too. Like I, I just yeah. don't, I don't see it for the magic. So everything I said about the Pistons pretty much applies to a magic. Like this is a successful right. season. Cause you outperformed expectations. You made it to the playoffs when no one thought you could, you have a lot to build on. This experience will be good for your young guys in particular, but we're going to be saying bye Felicia in about a week. I just, I just want to see Markel Fultz 
come back on a, completely unannounced <laughs> and start dropping like 20 dude that was my I, I, like my worst case nightmare scenario was sixers orlando in the first round markel fultz comes back out of nowhere looks like old markel fultz while jonathan simmons is sitting rotting on the bench what a, oh my god if, if you thought sixers twitter has been aggrieved so far this year that would have set it into a whole new stratosphere it would have been it would have been awful. But so what's your prediction for this series? Obviously the Raptors, but yeah. how many games? Nah, I, I am gonna go sweep. Ooh, okay. Uh, I, we didn't we didn't even make the predictions or the X Factor with Milwaukee and Detroit. Like we were just I mean we we I, <laughs> Milwaukee's a sweep, yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um and yeah, this way I'll I'll give the magic a game just because I'm, I can see it. I'm feeling yeah. charitable, but yeah, I don't see it going beyond five. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. At Pathways Financial Credit Union, we know things come up that might require extra family funds. You could use the equity in your home to help pay for almost anything, from home improvements to a family vacation. Our home equity line of credit has rates and payments much lower than a traditional loan or credit card. Find out why Pathways is the fastest-growing credit union in Ohio over the last 10 years. Visit one of our convenient locations or check us out at PathwaysCU.com. Offer of credit is subject to credit approval. Pathways is an equal opportunity lender and is federally insured by the NCUA. Want extra cash for vacation or to buy something you've always wanted? Transfer your auto loan to Pathways Financial Credit Union and we'll give you 1% cash back up to $1,000. And you can enjoy no payments for three months. Visit a convenient Central Ohio location and let us take care of your auto loan and provide extra cash. Check us out at PathwaysCU.com. Offer of credit subject to credit approval. Loan interest will continue to accrue during the first three months of no payments. Pathways is federally insured by the NCUA. Okay, well, let's go into the first potentially competitive series. Number three, Sixers. Number six, Brooklyn Nets. This is the one, right. you know, I, I joked about Orlando being the nightmare series, but if I had my choice between them and the Nets and even the Pacers, I would still want to avoid the Nets the most. Um, we have discussed the Sixers' struggles to defend pick and rolls and guards in particular. They have... Mm-hmm zero point of attack defenders that they can rely upon uh james ennis hurt his quad at the end of the regular season he's likely out for at least some if not all of the first round which means if jimmy butler can't do it they're probably going to have to rely on zaire smith who didn't play for most of the season had a weird medical situation where he lost 40 pounds you know hasn't he played in the g league uh but he just doesn't have much regular season experience so not a guy you, if you are a true championship contender, not a guy that you would ideally like to be relying upon uh, at this stage of the playoffs, but they mm-hmm. don't really have a choice. And also, out of nowhere, oh, by the way, Joel Embiid might not be healthy. He's been, you know, he's missed yeah. a bunch of time lately um, with left knee soreness. They were describing it a lot as load management. Um, he did play against the Bucks in that somewhat meaningless regular season game last week and then missed the rest of the regular season, because who cares? Uh, but then Elton Brand, the general manager, came out Wednesday, said he is hopeful or optimistic that Joel Embiid will play in game one, but he said it's possible that he's not. So there's that looming over this series, too. Yeah. So if that happens, I'll, I, I would personally start Ben at the five. Mm. 
I, I think just making him like the full time center for you know the games that Joel is out and and put in TJ at the point. I, I get that you lose like a big edge off the bench if you're Philly mm-hmm. by having TJ start and full time, but that that would definitely round out the rotation a little bit better. You could have Ben Simmons just basically rim roll throughout the course of the entire series. Well, at least until you know Embiid comes back. Right. I I would be worried as well. Because like you said, <clears throat> Philly does not defend the point of attack very well. <laughs> and Brooklyn has three of those guys. Yeah. They have D'Angelo Russell, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Karis LeVert. Yep. All of whom can play pick and roll basketball. And if you if you you could, if you're really being generous, you can actually throw in Shabazz Napier into that. Just a little bit. Yeah. He, he's, he's at least no slouch. But right. Russell, Dinwiddie, and LeVert are guys who can all go off of 20. Yep. 30, even. Yep. That's a lot of pick-and-roll basketball. Like, yeah. the, the Nets could just pick-and-roll Philly to death. Now, I'm not expecting the Nets necessarily to come out and, and win this series, mm-hmm. but at the very least, I'm expecting a series that is incredibly tough yeah. for Philly. Yeah. I mean, Brett Brown came out, he said it, I think, prior to the last regular season matchup against the Nets. He, he was like... Look, this this is not a good matchup for us. We know that. So for him to come out and say that is mildly concerning. But he's right. Like, you look at the personnel. I mean, the, the reason I wanted to avoid the Nets is because they're just a high-variance team. Like, they might have a lower floor than Orlando, but they have a much higher ceiling just because they take so many threes. They're fifth in the league in three-point attempts and three-point makes. And that mm-hmm. just means, like, they have a lot of guys. You mentioned Russell Dinwiddie Levert. They have Joe Harris, who shot 47.4% on threes this year. Alan Crabb, who shot 37.8. It just takes one of those guys to get flukishly hot. You hit, like, three in a row. And that can swing one game. And, like, the playoff, that's what you want to avoid. You want to avoid variance in the playoffs because it doesn't take much to swing the momentum of a series. You know, if the Nets come out and steal one of the two games in Philly and Embiid isn't healthy... Suddenly, this series has a whole different complexion to it than, oh, Philly. Like, on paper, Philly has a very talented starting five and should just, like, out-talent the Nets. But that's not how it works because Embiid might not be healthy. The starting five hasn't played together all that much. I think it's, like, 161 minutes since the Tobias trade. Like, that's just not much time to develop chemistry together. And unfortunately, basketball playing basketball well requires chemistry, especially you know if the Sixers advance and they go into these later rounds and they play Milwaukee or Toronto. Right. Those teams, like Toronto, doesn't have you know they've had a lot of flux as well, but Milwaukee especially, a lot of those key guys have played together for multiple seasons now. So Philly is at a big disadvantage in that regard as well. And it, I don't know. I'm nervous about this series. Yeah. No, I get it. And we haven't even touched about like Demari Carroll and Rodney Hollis Jefferson just yeah. splitting minutes at the three, five, three, four, even small ball fives at times. Mm-hmm. Or Jared Allen, who's like one of the most active centers in the damn league. Yeah. Like, even if Embiid plays, like Jared Allen will just run and run and run. And when you're Embiid and you're seven foot two, what, 280 pounds mm-hmm. or whatever, yep. and you have to consistently move to just. <laughs> stay with Allen, like, that takes a toll, especially on a big body. And doing that cons- in consecutive games and over, you know, maybe a, a seven-game series? Yeah. 
that's going to be tough. And I think that could limit Embiid's defensive impact, which is really the big key here. Because yeah. if, if Embiid plays and the Nets somehow figure out a way to lessen his defensive influence, oh, lordy, lord, we could be looking at an actual Nets win. Yeah, I, I agree. I think people, I, I mean, I think the Sixers deserve to be favored in this series, but right. I would not be totally floored if the Nets won. Like, I would be floored if the Pistons upset the Bucks. Yeah. The Nets have a pathway to beat the Sixers. It's not mm-hmm. entirely likely, but as you I mean, and Bede's health really looms large because if he's healthy and like I'm worried about his conditioning too. I mean, that was the problem last year in the playoffs. He broke his face and like was completely out of shape when he came back. And you could see it in the Boston series in particular. He just wasn't himself. And, you know, now he's got left knee soreness. I don't know how much he's been running lately. I know he's been doing like work in an underwater pool or whatever, but it's different than playing 38 minutes in an NBA game, especially against, right. you know, a team that's going to run you around a lot. So like that, that is the swing factor here is like the, the Nets don't have the size to counter Embiid. If he is healthy and as dominant as he usually is, I would pick the Sixers in five. If not, wow. okay. if yeah. not, I, ugh, like I'm, I don't know, like Sixers and seven or Nets and six is are both possibilities. I think. I'm I'm going with Sixers and seven, regardless of Embiid's health. Wow. Okay. I, I and and you know I'm a big Embiid fan. It's it's not a question of that. It's a question of you have a very potent offense in, in Brooklyn with, as you alluded to, like a lot of players who who can play the pick and roll and attack off the the pick and roll. A lot of them can can take and make pull-up jump shots, they consistently have this this great flow of off-ball movement as well as on-ball creation, and the Sixers have just had a tr- so much trouble defending that all year long. Combine that with the fact that you have Jimmy Butler who can you know go hot and, hot and cold a lot, mm-hmm. and Tobias Harris has been struggling lately, Ben Simmons who still can't hit a jump shot. Sorry, but it's, I, I'm not yeah. trying to like yeah, yeah. bang on that drum, but it's 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 still true, right? And it's a limitation for sure. It, absolutely, and I think just the margin of error for Philly, it's not great. I don't yeah. love it. Yeah. So I, I I still think they come out of this series series victorious, but I think they have to go through war to get there. Yeah, I, I'll take Sixers and six as my official prediction, but. All right. I still think they would have been better off falling to four and getting Indiana in the first round instead. Mm. Speaking of which, let's go to the Boston-Indiana series. Uh, Marcus Smart has an oblique injury. He's. It sounds like he's definitely out for the entire first round. Might be out if they move past Indiana. He might be out. He might miss the entire second round or might be miss a couple games, whatever. But right. That's a big injury because that's the guy they used to shut down Boyan Bogdanovich a lot of the time. Do you think the Pacers have some upset special in them? I mean, look, so I, I know why you're asking me this because <laughs> when we spoke off the call last time, I was very complimentary of of the Pacers, and mm-hmm. I went as far as saying I think they might actually win this. Yeah. I, I think there's a chance. I, I, I But again... I think it needs to be like the perfect storm of of occurrences. Mm-hmm. Like Miles Turner has to turn into the actual star that he could be first Ooh. and foremost. Like yeah. that's where that starts. Yeah, I get that he's like one of the league's best defenders. I get that he got better, but 
you know, he's still a 13-7 and seven guy. Mm-hmm. Like, that that needs to be up. He's been kind of disappointing as an offensive factor this year, as far as I'm concerned, especially after Depot. So if he comes into the series, like, looking at that whole playoff as, all right, I'm just, I'm rebooting my myself into mm-hmm. the playoffs. Like, I'm just, everything that happened in the regular season that's gone, it's forgotten, I, I'm, I'm about to be the, the primary scorer, the primary two-way player. That has to happen. Bojan Bogdanovic has to keep scoring those 18 points a game while shooting, you know, lights out from downtown. He has to keep drawing fouls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wes Matthews has to keep contributing. Thaddeus Young has to be this, again, multi-switchy defender who can pick up, like, wings and big men. Like, everything has to just fall into line. Having said that, no, I obviously my disposition is Boston because they're just t- that much more talented. Mm-hmm. But you also have to, like, you mentioned it like five minutes ago. You talked about chemistry. Yeah. Boston's chemistry, <laughs> like, it's not great, right? That, that's fair to say. Right. I mean, it. and for Indiana, like, when they saw Depot go down, like, they, they just rallied, man. Yeah. The way they played after Depot's injury, like, the, the way they've come together, like, the selfishness, like the, the pure unselfishness of this, ro- this roster. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm... I know that people are looking at like at rosters and the names and talent. One, I get it. Like Kyrie Irving against you know, this entire squad. Like, yeah, I'll go with Kyrie as well. I get it. But there's a point to be made about having cohesiveness and having each other's backs and having, you know, a, a positive atmosphere in the locker room. The mm-hmm. Pacers have that. The Celtics don't. That matters to me. It. it I might be overrating it, but it matters to me. Yeah. I'm still going Boston probably in six, but I wouldn't be surprised if it goes Boston seven. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes Indiana in seven. Mm. Yeah, I mean, my, look, Indiana's done as well as they could have after Deepa went down. They have the third best defense in the league this year. I agree. If Miles Turner, like that's a matchup I'm definitely going to be watching is Miles Turner versus Al Horford. Mm-hmm. Um I do just wonder if they have the offensive firepower to keep up with Boston. Like, I forget who who came up with the, the like term of an 82-game player versus a 16-game player. Like, I know Draymond used that in reference. Like, once they lost the finals a couple of years ago, he went to Bob Myers and he's like, we need some 16-game players. Um, I, I worry that Indiana is mostly a roster of 82-game players, if that makes yep. sense. And Boston... Yep has a bunch of 16 game players like Kyrie Horford have both. I mean, Kyrie's been the, you know, a bunch of finals at this point. Horford has been right. to the conference finals a few times. Jason Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. We saw what Tatum and Brown could do last year. Gordon yeah. Hayward is the big X factor of this series. Like we don't know what, which Gordon Hayward is going to show up, but if the Gordon Hayward of old, or even like the one, who somewhat resembles his old self shows up. I just think it's too much firepower for Indiana to match. Despite like, again, they have a great defense, but I don't know how they stop all of the Celtics weapons here. No. And that's entirely fair. I'm with you on that. I get it. Like there are certain examples where teams just out talent each other. Yeah. And this might be the perfect case of it. Yeah. I will say this. If the Pacers actually utilize Sabonis a little bit more, mm. like they only played him 25 minutes a game over the course of the regular season. If they up those minutes, give him a higher you know, touch rate, and just a higher level of responsibility, mm-hmm. I, I think 
you know, Sabonis, because he's such a passing hub, and as well as, like, he's an offensive, uh, efficient player, he's a great rebounder, I think he can throw a wrench into Boston's schemes mm-hmm. here and there, at least to the point where he can he can actually create a win just off of himself. So it depends on, like, the role he's being given, how the shooters come off of his game, like the dribble handoffs. There's so much, so many items going into this thing, and... I don't feel... Do you, do you catch my drift if I say I don't feel comfortable selecting Boston? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to which team forces the terms of engagement more. Because I think you're right. If you can if you can pair Sabonis and Turner more, and you can mm. force Boston to stay bigger, I think, like, look, Aaron Baines is a very good player, and the, the combination of him and Horford work well, too. But if you're trying, like, I don't think the Pacers can out small ball the Celtics. Like, the Celtics just have too many wings, even without uh, Marcus Smart healthy. I, you know, I, I think, like, Tatum, Brown, Hayward, Marcus Morris have a clear advantage over Bogdanovich, Matthews, Thad Young, etc. Tyreek Evans. So I wouldn't go that route. So I think you're right. If you, if you can force them to stay big, it takes them out of their comfort zone a little bit. And maybe... Like, I, I think if you're the Pacers, you just have to ugly this thing up. Like, it's not right. going to be, you know, a Golden State-Houston, like, 132 to 128 type of game. Like, if you keep them under 100, you got a shot. But I, I just don't know if they're going to be able to do that. So my my pick of this series is Celtics and Six as well. I need them to trash talk Kyrie throughout the entire <laughs> series. Yeah. Just, just, like, and really go at him, like, Hey Kyrie, I, I I heard Jason Tatum is trying to take over the team. <laughs> yeah. Hey Kyrie, where are you going this summer? <laughs> yeah, where are you going? <laughs> yeah. Hey hey Kyrie, I I heard this new flat Earth. <laughs> Come on. Would you would, would you like to comment on it? Like, yeah. Did just you, just be obnoxious. <laughs> did you see the picture of the black hole recently? Do you have yeah. any comments? <laughs> that, that that might be the strategy. You, you might be that might be, that's a good one actually. I like that. Oh. Yeah, um, so yeah, your X-Factor is Gordon Hayward. Totally get it. Yeah. Um, minus Miles Turner. Yeah, that's that's a good yeah. one too. With with an honorable mention to Duck McDermott. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. He's been so underutilized this year, and I just, I, I get that he's horrible defensively, but when you need an offensive punch, he can deliver that. Mm-hmm. I, he's, he just has to stop getting, you know, in his own way. Like, just shoot more, you doofus. You're one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Like, yeah. you're allowed to shoot. Come on. Yeah. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Want extra cash for vacation or to buy something you've always wanted? Transfer your auto loan to Pathways Financial Credit Union and we'll give you 1% cash back up to $1,000. And you can enjoy no payments for three months. Visit a convenient Central Ohio location and let us take care of your auto loan and provide extra cash. Check us out at PathwaysCU.com. Offer of credit subject to credit approval. Loan interest will continue to accrue during the first three months of no payments pathways is federally insured by the ncua all right let's move over to the western conference uh 
Golden State takes on the Los Angeles Clippers, and unfortunately, I think much like the first two series we talked about, uh, this one's not going to last all that long. That said, the Clippers, I mean, kudos to them, man. They, they They had a hell of a season before the Tobias trade, and then trading their best player and still making it in the playoffs and performing really well down the stretch, like... Hats off to Doc. Hats off to the players. Hats off to Lawrence Frank. They vastly sur- Steve Ballmer. Yeah, they vastly exceeded yeah. expectations. They put themselves in a phenomenal spot this summer, leading into free agency. Like, it's very easy. If I'm a free agent, I could doc- talk myself very easily into. Oh yeah, I get to go to L.A. I don't have to be in LeBron's shadow. And this team won like what 48 games, I think. Like, okay, yeah, hell yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, but that said, it's the Warriors. I was waiting for it. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, it, and the Warriors. I I know like Chris Paul and all those guys aren't there anymore. But remember, like when the Warriors were starting off, they seemed to take special delight in destroying the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but wonder. I know those again. I know those guys are gone. It's a different era. But like, they might. That might give them the extra motivation they'll need because they probably aren't going to get up to their full they're not going to hit full steam this series they know what's waiting right. in round two that's what they're looking ahead to so like i wonder if this just gives them the little extra punch they need to just be like all right let's just get this thing over within four let's rest up we know what is likely awaiting us in round two well have you seen how much they've rested up recently <laughs> yeah like just on the court yeah. like duran and curry have I mean, look, it's fair when the season is 82 games long. I don't expect every player to go 100% all the time. But Mm -hmm. Durant and and Curry have (laughs) gone like 60% for the past two weeks. Yeah. And, I mean, Curry did hurt his ankle recently. The the Warriors say it's okay, but that's something to monitor, if not for this series moving forward. Um, Because, you know, Lloyd knows he's had ankle troubles over the years, and that... That helps open the door for the Cavs in 2016. I mean, Pat Beverly is going to do everything he can to make life miserable for Steph. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, that, that'll that be a fun thing to watch, if nothing else. But right. I just don't, like, the, I don't see how the Clippers slow down Kevin Durant. Like, I don't think they have yeah. anyone who can do it. Or Clay, for that matter. Like, yeah. I, I will say this. I'm kind of intrigued to see how, you know, Shea Childress Alexander guards Clay. If he switched on to Clay, yeah, I, I think he has the size and the length to really bother him. Mm-hmm. But Clay's just so smart when moving off the ball. Like, take your eyes off him for a damn second, and Clay is like ten feet away launching a triple. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it, it moves so quickly with with Golden State, and they still have this button they can just press. And all of a sudden, like, if, if it's a tight game, then five minutes later they're up sixteen. <laughs> right, exactly. And they, so, I mean, they're gonna hunt. I'm afraid for Landry Shamit. He had a hell of a rookie season, yeah. uh, but they're going to hunt him. He, oh, for sure. He has no chance in this series. Gallo as well. Yeah. 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 I am excited, though. If nothing else, I know this is probably going to be a short series, but this is DeMarcus Cousins' first playoff game. I'm very, oh, yeah. very excited for playoff boogie. Oh, we, we can't call him boogie no more, man. I saw that, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get to choose your own nicknames, Boogie. No, no, he didn't even. No, he said he just wanted to go back to his I regular know, name. Marcus, That's fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. I'll give him. I'll give him that respect. But it, 
Let it be known. In my heart, I'm still calling it a playoff boogie. <laughs> um, Look, I, I mean, if, how great would it be if DeMarcus comes out and, like, drops 27 in game one? Dude, I... Just like, out of sheer joy of being in the playoffs. He makes this Warriors team likable. Like, I, I almost hope they win just because I want DeMarcus Cousins to be an NBA champion. Because if we thought yeah. Nick Young NBA champion was amazing, like, remember when he got traded to the Pelicans and he went to the Mardi Gras parade soon thereafter and was just having a grand old time? Yeah. Now, imagine him in an NBA championship parade. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it done, Warriors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, what's your prediction for this series? Dubs in four. Yeah, me too. Let's go to the Denver Nuggets at San Antonio Spurs, though. Because this, of all the series, I'm fairly confident in my picks in terms of, like, who's going to win. This one I have flopped back and forth at least 500 times since the bracket came out. Yeah, I get that. So, the Nuggets have been just kind of underwhelming lately. Like, they they were 5-6 and six in their final 11. They re- I mean, they, they were losing to a Timberwolves team the last day of the regular season without Carl Anthony Towns and, like, turned it on, on down the stretch once they saw Portland was winning, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the motivation was, but they, like, came back. They were down 11 with three minutes left and came back and locked up the number two seed. But they just haven't looked all that good lately. And, you know, you it's the Greg Popovich factor on the other side. Like, all of these guys are new to the playoffs. Uh, and you've got a five-time champion who is apparently overrated as a playoff coach, as as one prominent <laughs> NBA podcaster tweeted recently. Um, but if you don't feel that way, you can't help but kind of like the Spurs' chances in this series. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm definitely not coming in with the with the notion that that uh, the Spurs don't have a chance. I still think this is Denver's series to lose. But the fact that they've suffered through so many injuries this year and the fact that they're so young and they, they just aren't battle-tested to the same extent, mm-hmm. that is definitely a cause of concern. Now, going over to San Antonio, for me, the big question is so obvious. Was DeMarcus, uh, sorry, De, DeMar DeRozan's playoffs, lack of playoff success in Toronto, was that, a, was that him or mm-hmm. was that the organization and the system? Like, mm-hmm. Because he's not had a truly good playoff performance when you really think about it. Mm-hmm. So if that trend continues, that, that's going to be on him. And that, then that could negatively influence like the whole team. Yeah. So you just don't know how that swings. Right. Like If Pop suddenly breaks him out in some role that just makes him look like a freaking MVP candidate, yeah, goodbye Nuggets. But what are the odds of that, right? I mean, yeah. you still have to look at the lack of three-point shooting in San Antonio. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that Pop is somehow winning games without it, and that's his magic. Because he's a wizard. But this is after all. Yeah, right. And this is still the playoffs, though. Yeah. Like, you will need to have efficient shots going in at a high rate. Yeah. Well, they they do hit them at a, at a high percentage. They just don't take them all right. that much. That's that's the issue. Like you need yeah. to launch more of them. I mean, relying on mid range jump shots. I get it. I get that he's made the most out of the personnel that he has, and mm-hmm. to his credit, he's done wonderfully. I mean, mm-hmm. you know why he's my pick for yeah. coach of the year as well. Like obviously, the the playoffs is just a different beast. 
I, I don't think you can get by on solely that and just having like complementary shooters going out. Like, because all those complementary shooters, I don't think you can give them the same shot amounts in a playoff series. Mm-hmm. I, I think defense defenses will be more intense. They'll be quicker to rotate, like because everything is just amped up in the playoffs. So right. the the Bryn Forbes, the Marco Bellinelli's, I don't think they're going to get as many open shots as they would in the regular season, which mm-hmm. means the ball has to go back to the people who can create. That is DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. And what type of shots do they take? Frequently mid-rangers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you I'm mentioned... I'm worried. You mentioned earlier the, the concept of just, like, one team out-talenting the other. And yeah. on paper, Denver should out-talent San Antonio. like Significantly. Yeah, without question. I, I think... An X factor in the series is Jamal Murray and seeing how he... Because, right. like, Derek White, I, I know it's he plays for the Spurs, so he naturally flies under the radar, but he's a very good defensive player. And if he can... Oh, for sure. If he can even make that matchup, you know, just break dead even, then that's a big win for the Spurs. Because the, the Nuggets are going to need someone else. Like, yes, Nikola Jokic will put up, like, 20, 10, and 7 like he always does. But if they don't have Jamal Murray going off, like Gary Harris has been hurt a lot of the season. He's been inconsistent. Maybe Paul Millsap gets the job done, but I, I feel like him against LaMarcus Aldridge, probably not. So maybe it's Will Barton. Maybe it's Malik Beasley or Monte Morris. But like Jamal Murray needs to be that second guy, be that reliable right. go-to guy. Or if not, again, it opens the door for the Spurs to pull the upset here. Yeah. And, and that's another aspect of it because you know Denver as well as Toronto, who we talked about previously, can go deep. Yeah. You you mentioned Monte Morris and Malik Beasley. Like I know that he's that he's on the roster and didn't really fit in the first time. But if everything goes to crap, they have the option to put in Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, like they they do have that. They have Mason Plumlee who can come in and be a playmaker at the center position, mm-hmm. while still giving you a lot of rebounds and efficient scoring. You know, they just have a lot of weapons. Will Barton, we haven't even talked about Will Barton. Yeah. Like, he's coming off a, a pretty, you know, injury-riddled season where he didn't play all that well, at least from an efficiency standpoint. Mm-hmm. I think he is dying to, like, get a rematch here or just, like, end the season and start off on a fresh note. Yeah. So, it's there's just a lot of moving parts. I Again, I wouldn't be surprised if San Antonio won this just off of experience and know-how, and the pop factor, but they would have to pull out something. Yeah. I mean, this this is, on some level, another Indiana-Boston series, just in the West. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So what's your official pick for the series? I'm going with Denver in six. Huh. So everything of... My head says Denver. Every single part yeah. of, like, the more I think about it, the more I want to pick Denver. But my heart says San Antonio... And in honor of our former co-host, Sarah Chalea, and our former B-Ball Breakdown editor, Jesse Blanchard, and because I don't want to be a coward and pick nothing but favorites in the first round, I'll go with the Spurs in six. <laughs> That's all fair. That's all fair. And and thank you for raising your own profile with those two and just throwing me on the bus. <laughs> thank you. That's nice. Well, I mean, Jesse gets mad at us because <laughs> we crap on Lamarcus Aldridge sometimes. So, Jesse, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm doing that for you, buddy. Uh, I will say this, just on on Lamarcus, I think he's gonna have a hell of a series. I know I that too. I talked about like the mid range shots and whatnot, but like if he if he's matched up against Millsap, like I get it, like Millsap is a great defender, 
both on the interior and the exterior, but LaMarcus is like a bully. Like he, we, yeah. we rarely talk about LaMarcus like as a physical player. Everyone seems to think, oh, he's just a finesse guy who takes mid-rangers. Mm-hmm. That dude can go into the post. That dude can bang his way in and take like a five-foot hook every damn time he wants to. And Millsap is still just 6'7". <laughs> and he's, what, 33, 34, and doesn't have great leaping ability. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I kind of think Jokic, too. Like, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if Aldridge just drinks Jokic's milkshake for this whole series. Yeah. And, yeah. like, Jokic might I do it on the other it. end, but I don't know. It, yeah, I mean, it, you're right. Like, Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan are both going to have mon- – they need to have monster series to win this thing. But – Mm. I think they both could. Yeah. No, I agree. They do need Duncan back to win it, though, in my opinion. Yeah. That, that would help. Bring that back Tony, help. too. He, he missed the playoffs. He's playoff eligible yeah. for another team. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah see, just just get the, the big three back. <laughs> right. Hold down. Right. No Spurs fans would argue with that strategy. Go find Alberto, too. <laughs> All of them. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kids-sized prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store Want extra cash for vacation or to buy something you've always wanted? Transfer your auto loan to Pathways Financial Credit Union and we'll give you 1% cash back up to $1,000. And you can enjoy no payments for three months. Visit a convenient Central Ohio location and let us take care of your auto loan and provide extra cash. Check us out at PathwaysCU.com. Offer of credit subject to credit approval. Loan interest will continue to accrue during the first three months of no payments. Pathways is federally insured by the NCUA. All right, let's go to Blazers Thunder. And from what I've seen, the Thunder are the number six seed, but I everything I've seen has them favored in the series. A lot of that obviously is due to the Nurkic injury, um, yeah. which sucks, but so it goes. So how do you think the Blazers manage without Nurkic? Do you think, is, is that what swings this series? Against this particular team, it might be. You you just have so much depth up front on OKC. Like, you know, St- Steven Adams is just a bully of mm-hmm. a man. Mm-hmm. You have Nerlens Noel who can come off the bench. Jeremy Grant can play the big positions. It's There's just so much there. And without Nurkic, who was like the, the paint clocker, like, yeah, you're relying on Zach Collins, Myers Leonard, I suppose, mm-hmm. and his cancer. Mm-hmm. That's just not and and uh, Amino at the four. I just don't see how that goes well. I I do think Portland wins the battle on the perimeter, yeah. because as I said earlier this season, and you laughed in my face, Damian Lillard is significantly better than Russell Westbrook is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. you can. I I I'm happy. I, I, I you, you're rolling your eyes at me. I, you, you're players. on webcam. They're yeah. different players. They're different players because, you know, Lillard is better. Because <laughs> right, um, Lillard's good. It could actually hit shots efficiently. Yeah, that's that's yeah. part of it. Yeah. And 
the thing is, Lillard, in my opinion, I've mentioned this before, I'll mention it again, to me, it's one of the most underrated players we've had over the past 10 years, at the very least. I agree. Nobody really talks about him. He's one of the best pure scorers we have in the league. Yeah. Um, and, and he's the one... Like, you talked about having a 16-game player. Yeah. Damian Lillard, of all players in the NBA, can be that type of guy. And I realized he, everyone is, is still having this bad taste in their mouths after last season where they got swept by the Pelicans. I get it. Yep. This is a new season, though. Yep. It isn't necessarily the same team. Like, losing Nurkic is so big that if, even theoretically, if they get swept by OKC, I wouldn't hold it against them. I just yeah. wouldn't. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, the Thunder, look, like... The, yes, the Blazers got swept last year, but this year has taught everyone a valuable lesson about the importance of Drew Holiday and just how underrated he is. And he was a big part in hindering both Dame and CJ last season. The Thunder don't have a Drew Holiday on their roster. Like, Russ just falls asleep too much, especially in off-ball settings, where I would not, if I'm the Thunder, I would not feel comfortable putting Russ on Dame throughout this series. Because Dame could just, you know, if he's not controlling the ball, he could just slip through a screen and pull up and destroy you. And if yeah. Russ isn't paying complete attention to that, you're, you're toast. So I, I am interested to see matchup-wise how this goes. Because, yeah, like, I, I, I kind of think, like, Paul George and Jeremy Grant are going to have to deal a lot of handling. or Like, yeah, they're going to have to handle Dame and CJ a lot defensively. Whereas I think right. you're just going to try to kind of hide Russ on like Mo Harkless and Aminu and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, especially Cantor, I'm assuming is going to be the starting center just to match size with Steven Adams. But you Steven, would assume correctly. Yeah. But Steven Adams and Cantor used to play together. I cannot imagine those matchups went in Cantor's favor when they did. I you know I think because Cantor was on OKC, Stephen Adams is going to be especially well acquainted. I'm sure they went against each other in practice all the time. Like he's going to know Cantor's moves. Yeah. I, you know I I think unfortunately if Nurkic was healthy, I think I would pick Portland in this series. I would have. I would have. I mean, it. it I think it depends on matchups as well. You actually just touched on it. If I'm OKC, I'm asking Paul George to start the game out on day. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing because that's the big head of the snake on Portland. If you shut down Dame, I don't care how good CJ is, yeah. and CJ is like 21 points a game and efficient and all that. Mm-hmm. Like Dame is, his he's like the soul yeah. and the heart and the engine of that whole team. Shut him down or just limit him. Game over. There's yeah. there's really nothing you can do. Yeah, and I think on the other end, you kind of want to unleash Westbrook. <laughs> like you if you're Portland you want to give Westbrook as many shots as possible oh, yeah. and you won't you just won't care if he shoot if he ends up scoring 45 points a game if that comes on like 37 shots <laughs> like right. just just give him as many shots and make sure that he takes them out of the rhythm of the offense like that's a big task and i yeah. think a lot of nba teams are trying to do that and to Russ's credit sometimes he does rail himself in and go hey i have Paul George Mm-hmm. Who's an MVP candidate? Maybe I should use him a little bit more. So yeah, um, I, I I don't have the high hopes for for uh, 
for Portland, unfortunately. And and yeah, it all comes down to to Nurkic. I I like you. I had them winning this one with him healthy. Yeah. So yeah. What, what's your prediction? How many games for the Thunder? Um, in between four and six, because the variance and that the variance differs so much simply because of the Dame factor. Yeah. I don't know how much he can sh- get shut down. Like right. if Paul George just figures him out early on and sticks with it, it could be over really, really quickly. Um, if not, and they just seem comfortable to to guard their positions, then I could see Portland take a couple. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I have Thunder in six because I'm worried a little bit about George's shoulder. I'm just not sure how healthy he is. Um, and as right. you said, I could definitely see a game where Russell just shoots them out of the game. Like, right. Because I think you're right. That is a smart strategy for Portland. Like, limit Paul George's shots. Say, Russell Westbrook, do your thing. That's fine. Well, yeah. as long as Paul George doesn't beat us, we're good. Right. Take as many long twos as you want. <laughs> yeah. Or threes. Especially, or threes. Yeah. yeah. Just make sure it's pull-ups. Go for it. Right. The problem is, with Nurkic, they could have protected the rim, but Anna Cantor is going to be a layup line. Right. So let's wrap up the first round with the Houston Rockets and Utah Jazz, which on paper, I mean, like, God, that, that sounds like a second-round series. It really sucks that one of these teams <laughs> is not going to make it past the first round, because both of them are very good and you know, arguably are two of the top four teams in the West, even though their records don't indicate as much. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the big question, if you're the Jazz, is how do you slow down James Harden? I, I, I don't think you do. I, <laughs> right? I think 29 teams have tried that all year long, Brian. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't have a good answer either, which I think yeah. is uh, probably going to speak to who I'm picking in this series, but... Yeah, I mean, like Dante Exum, if he were healthy, could have potentially, or at least. Yeah, he had success against him last year, but right. I mean, Harden just got better. Yeah, 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 and like Donovan Mitchell ain't it, Joe Ingles maybe, Jay Crowder, but I don't think any of those guys are gonna. I mean, maybe you limit his effectiveness a little bit, but. I don't know. Yeah. I, it just it no. feels like James Harden is just going to be too much in this series. Because it's not... I mean, yeah, a lot of his points come from drives to the rim and going to the free throw line. But I don't think he's going to be scared by Gobert. No. No, why would he be? If anything, I think he's going to be aggressive and try to get Gobert in foul trouble. Because if that happens, yeah. the Jazz are cooked. As much as I love Gobert... I always think that great offense trumps great defense. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. And Harden just doesn't have just great offense. He has legendary, absolute top elite legendary offensive skill. Yeah. The way that he draws fouls and the way that he can just snake around guys and throw people off angles and you know, he's just so crafty everywhere on the court. Like he's crafty when just stepping back from 3. He's you know, crafty when drawing fouls on the inside. Like everything he does, it's so calculated. And if he succeeds in getting Rudy in in foul trouble early on in games, mm-hmm. I can just imagine like Twitter going, "Oh, Rudy Gobert is over." No, oh, no. like no. Let's let's stop that immediately. Like <laughs> right. even if James Harden completely cooks Rudy Gobert in a four game sweep, it means nothing. Absolutely yeah. nothing. In regards to the quality of player that Rudy Gobert is, yeah, Harden is just on another level right now, and I have a—I I mean, the only answer I can kind of come up with 
is that you just target him so much offensively if you're mm-hmm. Utah. Like, you just throw Donovan Mitchell at him yeah. constantly. You tell Donnie, basically, hey, go emulate to the best of your abilities what James Harden is doing. Mm-hmm. Like, just attack him relentlessly. Hit threes in his face. Attack him, you know, off the dribble drive. See if you can draw fouls on him. Like, maybe the, just reverse the entire course. Like, make try to make James Harden get into foul trouble. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if I'm Houston, my entire strategy is put Harden and Capella in pick and rolls, draw Gobert out from the rim, and yeah. either have a free layup line or get him in foul trouble. And I don't know yeah. what the Jazz have to stop that. And I think if Utah tries to turn that around and puts Donnie and Gobert in pick and rolls and tries to draw Capella out from the rim, I think he's a little bit more mobile and can recover better than Gobert can. So I don't know that it's going to work as effectively. Also, Donnie's just not as efficient of a scorer, which right. comes with the age. Like, you know, it's only a second season in the league. Like, Harden's been doing this for so long and is getting better and better and better every season that, of course, Donovan Mitchell is not on the level of James Harden is. No one is. That's not an insult to Donovan Mitchell. Like, he could mm-hmm. get there one day, maybe. But also, if he doesn't, that's fine. Because James Harden, as you said, is putting up unparalleled numbers this season. So, <laughs> Hey, Donovan Mitchell, we expect you to average <laughs> right. 36 points a game. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, he's a really good player. And again, it, it sucks for this Jazz team, because if, had they drawn Portland in the first round, I would have picked them. And then they could have made it to the, you know, get massacred by the Warriors in the second round. It was just like a really crappy series of events that needed to happen. Uh, over the final two days of the season for Denver to be finished two, Portland to finish three, and Houston to finish four. And unfortunately for Utah, all of them did. Mm. Um, so who's your pick for this series? I, I got to go Houston. I mean, we, we've talked about why. I, I don't anticipate a sweep, though. Yeah. I, don't, I, I think Utah's defense is just too good. And I think, again, just I love the term. I hadn't even heard about the 16 16- game player before yeah I, I love that i do too like donovan mitchell 16 game player yeah like one of those guys he can get hot and carry a stretch for that amount of time if, if necessary and he can certainly be hot for at least a couple games mm-hmm. like i wouldn't be surprised whatsoever if he was one of those guys who could go out and have like back-to-back 40 pointers mm-hmm. in a playoff setting and and i think that could just with combined with gobert's defense joe Ingles' playmaking and defense you know, Jay Crowder picking up points from Patrick Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and honestly as well, like Derek Favors, like, I think we are always sleeping on Favors to some extent. Yeah. Like, I know he's like a, an old age big, like he's not a shooter. He's primarily a rim runner, but he's still a bit undersized. He likes to like, play with the back to, back to his back to the basket once in a while, but he's also productive. Like he rebounds well. He finishes well. He shoots a high percentage. He draws fouls. Like, you can actually expect a certain level of productivity out of him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if he gets, like, say, Kenneth Fareed in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Or just, like, really makes him unplayable defensively. And Houston for- is forced to, to play or, or just sit a uh, Fareed. Like, what do you do? Do you then extend Capella's minutes and have him be fatigued? Yeah. Like constantly, like you, you can do some things. Is what I'm saying. There are more layers to it. 
I'm really just intrigued to seeing like the tactical schemes that they're going to be applying for this series. Yeah, I agree. This is, I think, if, if any first-round series I'm excited to watch, it's this one, just because it's going to be like such high-level basketball. Whereas, like, yeah, yep. I know, like Thunder Blazers, there's more upset potential, and even Spurs uh, Nuggets, you could argue there is. But like, I think this is going to be the best basketball. It's not going to be the most aesthetically pleasing basketball. And it's going to be the worst to follow on Twitter because both of these fan bases can be insufferable, especially with regard to officiating. Um, and Lord knows... This is true. Lord knows it, there are going to be a lot of calls going in James Harden's favor in this series. So I'm already not excited for Utah fans griping about, oh, that was no foul. Ah. Um, that said, I'm, I'm going Houston in five here. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Five. Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have come together to create a better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling you with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. All right, so we're just going to zoom through our playoff predictions now for the rest, you know, based on the picks we made in the first round, how we see the rest of the playoffs shaking out, and then we can go back and laugh at these in a month when all of them are wrong. Um, conference semis, how do you see it going down? Milwaukee over Boston. How many games? I, I don't know, because it depends on, you know, the health at that point. Will yeah. Mal- Malcolm Brockton be back? That's fair. Yeah. I, I, I can't give you games. Okay. I can give you... I, I Or I can't give you, because I'm not Nostra effing Damus, but... <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I can at least give you that one. But Milwaukee, I, I look, Milwaukee, I can save you a lot of time. I think Milwaukee's just going to go to the finals. Okay. That did yeah. save a lot of time. But how, did, yeah. how about the West? Got to be Golden State, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Golden State-Houston, like the second round, I think, could be the best round in the playoffs. Because in theory, if all four of the East favorites meet, Milwaukee-Boston, Toronto-Philly is going to be fun. Golden State-Rockets yeah. is going to be real fun. And mm-hmm. then OKC Denver or OKC Spurs could both be a lot of fun too. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah. I, I would really, I would really dig an OKC Denver game, um, yeah. series. Yeah. Just because then you have like a team that overloads on offense against a team that overloads on defense. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I would love to see that. Just to, like that. That's that's always intriguing to me. Um, all right. Well, that, so mine, the semis, I'm doing Milwaukee over Boston in six, Toronto over Philly in five. I just terrible matchup for Philly and I don't trust Embiid's knee. Warriors over Rockets in seven and because I picked the Spurs I have OKC over the Spurs in five. Uh, That's fair. I don't think it goes seven by the way. And the Warriors Rockets? Yeah. I just I want it to. I want it to. Yeah. It might not but I want it to. And then conference finals I have Warriors over OKC in five. Toronto over Milwaukee in six. I'm, I'm going down with the ship. I believe in you, Toronto. I, 
here's my rationale. Milwaukee, A, they haven't won a playoff series yet, and I know they're going to. They're going to win two, most likely. Um, but this isn't, like, they're not under the pressure Toronto is. Like, this is Toronto's year. Kawhi very well could leave after this year. Marcus Gasol could leave after this year. Danny Green could leave after this year. Ibaka, Lowry going into the final years of their contract next year. Siakam's up for an extension. Like, there is just more urgency on the Raptors' side than the Bucks. And you see that as a good thing? Yeah. I, I mean, I think they, they'll know, like, this is our one shot. We have to do it now. Whereas the Bucks, I don't want to say they're going to get complacent, but it's not the end of the world if they don't win the finals this year. Whereas it is the end of the world for the Raptors if they don't. So here's the thing. How many times over the past few years have you heard in regards to Toronto, this is the last time? Yeah, that's fair. Well, I mean, I, it was last year. They blew up yeah. half their team. Yeah, but Kyle Lowry's still there, so he's not thinking about that. I think he is. He must be. He must. All of those Raptors players know what's happening with Kawhi. They know, like, they've heard the Clippers rumors. They know what's All up. Right. If they don't All win right. the finals this year, I think Kawhi's gone. All right, but that doesn't really bode well because if you're playing under that mindset yeah. and that constant pressure, like, here's the thing about Milwaukee that I greatly enjoy they play relaxed basketball and i when i say relaxed i don't mean that they're not playing in i that they're not playing intense defense or like they're that they're just you know kind of walking through everything mm-hmm. they're playing their brand of basketball is a better way of putting it yeah they, they they don't play under pressure like they feel very comfortable in their system mm-hmm. like every time it's a late game situation they go back to what's working they trust their system everything is relaxed in that sense like they have complete and utter faith in it. Yeah. If Toronto starts playing desperate basketball, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. That's that leads to a lot of pull-up jump shots. It leads to a lot of really wacky decisions. And then you have Giannis Antetokounmpo, one of the most relaxed superstars we've ever seen, Yeah. will just, okay, guess I'll just win this game for us. Yeah, I, mean, I trust it, you. I trust you, bot. It, I trust you, Giannis. <laughs> it's not only the mindset. I, I think... Toronto, they have the versatility that I don't know any other Eastern Conference contender has. Agreed. The Marcus All trade really changed things for them. And I think yep. they have the personnel to punish. If if the Bucks do continue with this drop coverage with Lopez in the playoffs, the Raptors, with either Ibaka or Gasol, have the personnel to really punish them for that. Agreed. So uh, and, and and then I'm I'm Look, I'm not saying they can't win in yeah. win that series. Yeah. I'm just saying if they play desperately, I don't yeah, think yeah, that yeah. plays into their... I, I, yeah, I, I just don't think that's an asset necessarily. I, I completely agree with you. Like, the X's and O's, Toronto is frightening. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't feel super confident, obviously, in that pick. I, I do think right. Toronto and Milwaukee are meeting in the conference finals. I'm pretty confident in both of those teams. Yes. Yes. I don't feel super strongly either way, but I, I just think because of all of the extra stuff and like I mean Kawhi is an MVP a finals MVP Danny Green would have been if they won in 2013 Marcus has been in the conference finals uh Ibaka has been there four times he made it to the finals already like they just have the playoff experience that the the Milwaukee Bucks don't right now and I think mm-hmm. I you know I it's gonna be a razor thin margin with that series but I think 
Like Nick Nurse, I think, has been doing a great job this year of really tinkering and trying to figure out what works best and like switching it up both offensively and defensively because he knew what was coming. Like he knows we need to be versatile as all hell so we can match whatever any team throws us in the playoffs. And right. I, and I think you know based on their personnel and I like I I'm excited to see Nick Nurse in the playoffs. I think yeah. he's done a hell of a job this year and I think it went kind of under the radar just because again of all the rest and like they were so good already. Um he's not getting the same coach of the year buzz as Mike Budenholzer is like deservedly getting, but (laughs) it wouldn't shock me is all I'll say. If, if Toronto beats Milwaukee and then the finals, regardless of who makes it out, I'm still picking the Warriors. Hmm. Taking the Bucks. I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm, I'm at least not ruling it out. Yeah. Look, you have to understand how highly I think of Giannis here. Yeah. And how highly I think of the system that's been implemented for him. Now, here's what speaks against the Bucks, right? They've seen this system before. You have one ultra-dominating player mm-hmm. who is surrounded by shooters. They've seen that plenty. Mm-hmm. So they'll go in prepared. Like, I get that that's a huge asset for, for Golden State. But I wonder if they've seen a guy quite like Giannis. Because as great as LeBron is in terms of individuality, Giannis has this ability of going from being 24 feet away to 2 feet away on one dribble. Yeah. In a half-court setting. Right, right. So he can completely break down the heart of their defense. I don't trust Draymond to guard him efficiently at all. Mm-hmm. At all, I think I, I love Draymond's defense, but I think Giannis will just eat him alive because he's somewhat slow-footed now, and Giannis has become tremendous at drawing contact and drawing free throws on his own. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? You, then you then you put Durant on Giannis, yeah, and then you basically have to ask Durant to spend most of his energy taking up like defensive assignments on Giannis because you can't put Iggy on him either. Like, he'll just, he'll plow through Iggy. Right. Like, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. I. Well, hopefully, I mean, I'd love to see Warriors, Bucks in the finals. I think it'd be super fun. Hopefully, we'll have a lot of time in the coming weeks and months to discuss that. Hopefully. Knock on wood. Or, like, some crappy team like the Sixers is going to make it. I'm just going to be sad about that. Um, before we wrap up, let's talk Black Thursday quickly. <laughs> okay. It was <laughs> that's surprise. I mean, bloodbath. We, we 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 recorded the emergency pod on Wednesday with the Lakers, thinking that was the most dysfunction we would see in the league this week, and then right. Thursday comes around, and <laughs> before before it actually happens, before the Kings actually fire Dave Yeager, Woj mm-hmm. reports they're about to fire him, which is a terrible look. They also. Fired their assistant general manager, Brandon Williams. There were, I mean, you did not have to look far. I think Sam Amick, especially of the athletic, has been all over it this season. Um, there was a lot of tension between Williams and Jaeger in particular. So yeah. I can't be all that surprised that this happened. Um, but, you know, they, I think Woj was the one who's reporting, like, Vlade Divac is consolidating power around him. And they also, right. the Kings gave... Divac a four-year extension and my first reaction was like 
wasn't this the guy who a couple summers ago gave up two pick swaps, two first round pick swaps at an unprotected first round pick to dump contracts so he could sign Rajon Rondo? And who just last year decided not to take Luka Doncic <laughs> because he wanted not to be known as the guy who took Euro players? Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm so optimistic about what we saw out of the Kings this year. And maybe Jaeger wasn't the right guy. This is now the second time he's been fired despite doing what appears to be a good job. So there must be something going on behind the scenes that we don't know. I don't want to... Certainly sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to speculate what that is, but it just seems like, for whatever reason, he has not gotten along with his past two front offices. Um, but man, the pressure is on to get the right people in place there. Because that, that Kings yeah. team could be very good very soon. But it, it, this was just a bad look for them. Right. So I don't necessarily think the firing of Dave Yeager is a bad look when you consider that he does have like a history of issues with front offices. Right. Like I can get behind that. The bad look was Vladi Divac getting the four-year extension mm-hmm. and him trying to consolidate power around himself. <laughs> right. So like it that's just two different moves entirely and you can use 30 minutes to speak about them individually, but like you can make the argument that Jaeger eh it's what it is. Like mm-hmm. If a coach doesn't get along with the front office, then something needs to change at some point. Yeah, We've seen that a million times over, so I can't really be, be too bothered about that. Mm-hmm. But Vladi getting the four-year extension and him trying to just <laughs> get himself more power in that organization is just... He's done nothing to deserve it. Yeah. And like if this is built on one successful season, uh, I'm sorry to say, then it could look like the Kings are potentially going back to a place where they're laughingstock again. Not necessarily off of wins and losses, but just having a front office and a, and a team culture that is toxic. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm i worried. I'm officially yep. worried. So we'll see what happens there. Then I'm just looking forward to De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox hitting the trade market at one point. Oh, God. Well, then the Memphis Grizzlies, the, the Kings were like, all right, Lakers, hold, you thought you were dysfunctional. Hold my beer. And then the Grizzlies are like, all right, Kings and Lakers, you thought you guys were dysfunctional. Here's two beers. Hold them both. because they here's, had, here's my red wine glass. Yeah. They had J.B. Bickerstaff, their head coach, conduct exit interviews, say he was safe at an end-of-season press conference, and then fired him later that same day. They also demoted general manager Chris Wallace and John Hollinger, the vice president of basketball operations. They were demoted to scouting and senior advisory roles. Um, they're elevating Jason Wexler to president, who I'm not going to pretend to know anything about. And yeah, me neither. Zach Kleiman, the assistant GM and team counsel, is being moved up to executive VP of basketball operations. Again, not going to pretend to know anything about those two guys. Um, and Wallace, you know, you can... <laughs> you, they, he's made a lot of mistakes over the years. I think Matt Moore of the Action Network said this yesterday. But... He's all, you know, he was responsible for the grit and grind era. So did he deserve to get demoted? Probably. Like, you know, it doesn't hurt to bring in a new voice, but it was just the optics of this situation was just gross. Like, yeah, just fire him before the press conference saying he's safe. Like, what are you doing, Grizzlies? Right. And, and you know, that's 
what we're seeing more and more of, right? That certain players and executives and whatnot are being pro or coaches being promised things, right? And then organizations just going back on their word. And that's I I, I know this is like me sidetracking a little bit, but I this is why I get why players are are really banging this drum of hey, you know what? I I'm gonna look out for myself. And oh, if fans yeah. have a problem with that, like screw you, because I get it. Yeah. For some reason, players, when they leave in free agency, are being bombarded with negative messages on social media, even like even if they're traded. Like, right. they're right. seeing this. Even if it's completely out of their control. And they in their mentions, like, hey, you coward. Like, what? Yeah. That's, that doesn't even make sense. But, like, when they leave and it's their choice, they're being just, you know, completely attacked on social media and called things I won't repeat here because it's disgusting. Mm -hmm. And then when an organization promised a player something, like what, what was the example with the Lakers? Oh yeah. Well, it was Larry yeah. Nance. Yeah. 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 Right. Go buy a house, Larry. <laughs> You're going to be here. And then what? Oh, a couple man. days later, he was yeah. traded to Cleveland of all places. Yep. Uh, yep. I mean, look, there's no loyalty. Let's just be honest here. And when a player makes a decision for himself and for his family and for his finances, whatever his motivation is, that's fine. Mm -hmm. That is perfectly fine because he's dealt with crap like this. Yeah. Well, I, I just thought it was interesting, especially because they're at the same day that this all comes out, an interview with Mike Conley goes up on The Athletic where he's talking about, like, you know, he said that that failed Brooks Brooks trade earlier this season kind of put a damper on the locker room, had guys looking out for themselves, like really kind of sent the season spiraling. Um, he's like, this stuff doesn't happen in other organizations, but it's happened here multiple times, which yeah. was which was not great. And then he also basically said, like, look, I don't want to be on a rebuilding team anymore. Like I I'm 31. I like my time is now if I'm going to compete for a championship. Like I I'm not going to he's basically like I'm a good guy. I'm not going to like come in to work and cause issues and, you know, be a problem child and like force my way out like Jimmy Butler did with the Timberwolves. But it sounds like he wants to force his way out like Jimmy Butler did with the Timberwolves. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. He's absolutely gone this summer. I it's hope just a so. matter of where. Yeah. I, like for no. his sake, I hope so cuz he he's right. Like you know, you, you said Dame Lillard's one of the most underrated players. Like, Mike Codley has been one of the most sure. underrated players. Like he, Absolutely. You know, he, he deserves the time to shine. And I, I hope he gets that, and I hope it's not on the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually, I, I almost, I, I, I get it. I almost hope it's the it's for the Lakers, and I hope they give up a ton, because yeah. I just want to see that whole thing burn even more. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I mean, yeah. they could. Like, he, he's right on LeBron's age range, so that would be good. Yeah, well, that would defeat my per the purpose of my article that went up on Forbes the other day about <laughs> LeBron James potentially, uh, or, or rather, Magic Johnson's resignation that opened the door to LeBron trade. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But pluck, pluck, pluck. Um, <laughs> obviously, you know this is just this is what happens right after the season. We knew something was coming. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily for these franchises, but it always happens. Like oh, right yeah. after the regular season, a lot of things, you know. Just they teams take decisions, right? And they yeah. they go a different route. They build something else. They bring out all the bits and pieces to lay the new foundation, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. It happens very, very quickly. 
And it happened so quickly because they wanted to go into like the draft with a set personnel of people in the front office and the coaching staff. I get it. It's fine. But yeah. you can go about it a little bit better, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see if any other shoes have yet to drop. I mean, Luke Walton is still kind of hanging in the balance, and we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But And Jim Boyland isn't. <laughs> correct. Jim Boyland seems safe. Um, but in the meantime, everyone enjoy the playoffs this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I still have, like... I think three seasons of Game of Thrones to get through between now and Sunday, which is, <laughs> seems doubtful. But my wife is on a 30 hour uh, CCU shift today. So I'm literally from now until the time I go to sleep. I'm in the middle of season four. I think I get to the season five, hopefully like midway. Or oh, hopefully Brian, by I'm, the I'm end sorry to interrupt five. you. We, we have breaking news. Oh, what? Um, OG Ananobi had emergency uh, appendectomy. How do you pronounce that? There we go. Thank you. Oh, crap. And he'll be sidelined for, for two weeks. Well, take back everything I said about Toronto going to the finals. Though. That's that's a big loss. Wow. That is a big loss. That's a big loss. Damn. Well, yeah. I mean, they'll, they're still fine against the Magic, but... Right. But huh. in the second round... Yeah. And, yeah. And, Interesting. Ooh. Yeah. Well, apparently, also, Embiid, on his playing status tomorrow, said, I have no idea. So I'm going to go... It's 11.36 here, which means it's uh, 5 p.m. Ben Simmons for center! I need Ben Simmons for center. Oh, boy. All right. Well, in the meantime, follow us on Twitter, at the NBA Pod. You can find all of our episodes there. You can find our Twitter handles in our bio, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. And we're now being hosted on Spreaker, so check them out on Twitter, at Spreaker. Until next time, I'm Brian Tepork, and I was joined, as always, by Morton Jensen. Mort, enjoy NBA games at a normal hour for you. I'm excited for that. Yeah, he, look, that, I'm so happy about that. So tomorrow, it's actually going to start. On a Saturday, it's very rare we get like the early Saturday games. Like You always get an early Sunday game. Mm-hmm. Saturday game. Yeah. At like 8.30 or something like that. Yeah. Like, that's heaven. And I, I know a lot of Americans listening one day, well, we get that every day. Yeah. Screw you guys. <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> we don't. Reasonable. Reasonable. Yeah. Well, yeah. enjoy. I know Sixers death starts it off, and you may or may not see Joel Embiid. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Playoff yeah. basketball is here. I'm look, just looking forward to proper basketball again. It's been a couple it's, of weeks. It's been a while. Yeah. It, it has. And I've been watching, like, the NCAA tournament. And oh, God. Look. Yeah, I mean, look, it's always fun to scout prospects, but the brand of basketball in college, I don't want to hear anyone ever again <laughs> no. argue that college basketball could, could be compared to NBA basketball. Like, I've always been against that, but even more so now. Yeah. Like, that's, no. Shh, shh. The Cleveland Cavaliers would have walked through everything there. Correct, correct. All right, well, enjoy, and we'll, we'll catch up early next week. Indeed. Take care, man. All right, you too. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy.
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Old moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.